0: Let's go. hey everybody welcome to the daily jamingo of course i'm not ready with where is this thing how do i turn this how do you get out of this thing hey you know what i want to do oh i know what it is because this is turned off i'm so silly sometimes i want to show you something here i'm going to pull this back up again so I made this, I guess you would call it a placard, and I did this in uh, Canva. And Canva has this thing now where you can just say, you type in and it, you type in and say, I, 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 what I typed in was, uh, I voted. And it generates a bunch of images. So I typed in, I voted to see what it would do. And this is the image it came up with. And the funny thing about this is, it's, you could tell it's AI because it's off. Well, first of all, they're wearing masks, and if you look at the flags, the ones on the left are okay, but the ones on the right are kind of screwed up, and the one lady's got the mask on. It's got a smile, and it looks like she's holding a knife. Like I don't know what that's about. So uh, I thought it was kind of funny. I I think I'm going to try to do this a few more times where I would actually use the uh, AI and just type in what I want and see what comes up. I thought it was kind of interesting. So AI is already taking people's jobs. And one of the things that I use is, um, it's called cast magic. And what it does is I take, take the audio after this and I throw it into this cast magic and it takes, and it gives me titles and keywords. And at the end, I could type in a prompt to say, write a summary, a 300 word summary for, um, for the episode. And the reason I write 300 word summary is because Google will go crawling, their crawlers will crawl and anything with 300 words, you know, that'll, they'll add that to their algorithm. So it's supposed to help you for search results. So I, there's a message this morning that apparently whatever AI bot that they use or AI service that they use, they're having problems with. So it's down. And people are freaking out. What do you mean it's down? I need it for this. I need it for that. Hey, he, I always said the great thing about having something like this is it never calls in sick. But I guess it breaks down. That's kind of interesting. I just, I, I mean, I know we're in the very beginning of this right now, and uh, I think it's going to be amazing. I think that once they get this rolling, and it is going to take people's jobs. I, there's not much you can do about that. The jobs that that the AI or robots will not be able to take are the ones where you basically got to do things and think on your feet. And I, I don't know how many of them are actually going to be left. So I think it's going to be interesting. So how are you doing? Well, I'll tell you what, glad the election is over because I don't know about you, but I'm sick of the ads. Uh, you, you can't watch TV without, and it's never an ad for the, the person. It's always an ad against their opponent this guy wants to be your Senator and he kicks puppies and doesn't take out his trash. And you know, it's never anything about that person. Like what are they going to do? So my theory is that, did your side win? Are you a Republican? Are you a Democrat? And did your people win? Because to be honest with you, I think we all lose because to me it just seems like it's all the same. Uh, They do for them and not for us. They're supposed to be there representing us. They are not. I don't don't understand. Again, we and we are dumb. We continue to just vote for these people because they put ads in there and say, this person here wants to take away your right to kill your baby. And this person here also wants to take away your right to free speech. This person here wants to take away your right to own a gun. This person here wants to do this to you. That person there Won't allow you to drive. What? It's that kind of thing. So I want to start off today with uh, something that's going on in Congress. And uh, so there is a bill that is going through Congress that by 2026, which is only basically two two years away, a little over two years away, they want to be able to any car built in 2026 and after they want to put a kill switch in there. I was like, what? A kill switch? Yep. They want to put a kill switch in there. So the uh, representative Tom and Thomas Massey has put, uh, has put on the floor an amendment to take the kill switch out of here. So um, let me, I'll let him explain it. So here we go. Kentucky pursuant to house resolution eight three eight the gentleman from Kentucky Mr. Massey a, and a member opposed each will control five minutes. the chair recognizes the gentleman from Kentucky. Mr. Chair, I rise in support of my amendment which states none of the funds made available by this act may used be used to implement section twenty four two twenty of the infrastructure investment and Jobs Act. My amendment is simple. it will defund the federal mandate that requires all new vehicles after twenty twenty six be equipped with a kill switch that can disable a vehicle if the vehicle has monitored the user's, the driver's performance, and that the vehicle determines that the driver is not performing well. It's so incredible that I have to offer this amendment. It almost sounds like the domain of science fiction, dystopian science fiction, that the federal government would put a kill switch in vehicles that would be the judge, the jury, and the executioner on such a fundamental right as the right to travel freely. All right. So my first question is, did anybody know about this? Did you know that in 2026 that they're going to put a kill switch in your car? <sighs> All right. So there's always a reason and, and it always starts out a little bit. They're just going to just a little bit, just a tip. So when did the seatbelt law start? They said, okay. Here, what you have to do is you have to wear your seatbelt. All right. Why? Because seatbelt saves lives. Okay. I'm no, not arguing with that. But why do I have to? What if I don't want to wear a seatbelt? Well, you have to wear a seatbelt. But why? It saves lives. Okay. All right. Well, listen, when we, this law, in other words, if you get pulled over for something else, then uh, and you don't have your seatbelt on, we can then give you a ticket for not wearing a seatbelt. We can't pull you over if you're if we see you not wearing a seatbelt. We can't do that. That's that's against law. OK, fine. All right. So so they put this law in. Then a couple years later, they're like, well, you know, maybe just maybe. Uh, w- right now uh, we can pull you over. If we see you driving without a seatbelt, you're driving unsafe. And now we're going to take and put us, uh, now we can pull over and give you uh, like a $125 ticket for a seatbelt. And I'm like, wait a minute, what happened to, oh, that was back then. Now it's, it's, you know, we've already got that part in, you know, we ease the tip in. Now we're going to push all the way into the nutsack. That's what we're doing right now. So right now it's just a kill switch. And, uh, you know, so he is, uh, so he goes on a little bit. I'm going to scrub ahead here, trying something new. Okay. So here we have um, what what Deuce calls, it's not going to let me scrub, right? Let's try it. This is Debbie Washman Schultz, or as Deuce would call her, my co-host from the Brand X podcast, blabbermouth Debbie Washman Schultz. So let's see if it. Well, that's why, because it's going to do me, it's going to do the circle. This is why I pull the videos and I don't use this. Is why I don't use Twitter in a live feed because I can't control it. And you know me, you know me, I'm a control freak. All right. So, all right, let's get rid of this for right now. No, let's get, let's get rid of this right now. So, what Debbie Blabbermouth. Washman Schultz was going to say was the reason that we want to have this kill switch is to take. And uh, if someone's driving it radically, like if they're drunk driving, this will disable the car and it will save lives. That's the tip. That's the tip. Okay, it's going to save lives. Drunk drivers get in the car, and uh, if they're driving erratically, the vehicle knows this, and it says, "Okay, you need to pull over, right?" Because that's what (laughs) drunk—you tell the drunk person to to pull over. I'm sure they're going to pull over, or we're going to shut the car off, disable the car, and uh, and you won't be able to drive. And then probably we're going to dispatch. They didn't say this. Okay, this is my speculation we are going to dispatch the police to your location to see why you're driving like a fucking moron. Whoa. Hold, hold on here. I, again, I don't, what's the context of this and how much does it know? And all of a sudden it's allowed to shut the vehicle off. And what if you don't pull over? Does it shut it off while you're going down the highway? And all of a sudden you're like, Hey, I can't steer. Look out everybody. I, I don't know. I mean, right now, um, they have vehicles that if you wander off the road, like if you go to the left or the right, it it vibrates or makes a noise or something, tells you to stay, you know, get back. Hey, moron, don't look at your phone. Don't look down. Look up and, and stay between the lines, please. So this is how they do this. They sit there and they they start this. They don't tell you. Nobody told you that in 2026, there's going to be a bill that makes it where your cars, you buy a brand new 2026 car. And you're like, oh, this thing's great. And then also you're driving down the road. And I don't know. Maybe you're herky jerky. Maybe you, maybe you move too fast. And all of a sudden your car's like, please pull over. You have to pull over. And the next thing you know, a cop shows up and, and that's reasonable cause. I'm, I'm speculating. I'm no lawyer. All right, reasonable. This is reasonable cause to check to see if you're uh, intoxicated or whatever. This is another. So it's another. another, They just keep a roadie. They just keep pulling at you and pulling at you. "Eh, We don't want to do. We don't want. You know. Again, it's just. It's for safety. It's just for safety. I I say it's bullshit to be honest with you. All right. (laughs) All right. Let's go to the chat and listen. I'm going to try to scrub through some of this chat because some of you have some goodies, good stuff to say. And some of you is, eh. all right. So my uh, partner in crime, Boomer Bob says, they say it's a right. It's a privilege granted to you by the state, which you are taxed for. Okay. So driving is a privilege, but traveling, traveling, uh, being able to travel is, is a right. If you travel by car, you have the privilege to travel by car. But do they have the right to shut your car off? I mean, so see, this is a little sticky here. Uh, Dean says we are making devices that monitor drivers to make sure they are watching the road while driving. Wow! So you, so someone's, so now there's a camera watching you to make sure you're watching the road, and I guess basically it's also watching you pick your nose. Whatever else the fuck you do in a car, smoke if you smoke in the car, or eat in a car, it's just a way. It's just a way to be able to to uh again monitor you. And I'm sorry, but it is a, it's an invasion of privacy. I, I feel no. Am I wrong? Bob says. But what if I want to drink and drive? I, I I say no. You can't drink and drive. But what's the difference? distracting driving. Like what if you're eating? What if you're eating a sandwich or something? You grab a bike, you grab something and you're, you're working somewhere. You have to go somewhere else. You grab your lunch and you're eating in the car. So, you know, so you get something to eat or whatever. You to do it all the time in the elevator business. You know, you're going from one call to another call and you'd swing in somewhere, grab something to eat. You'd eat it on your way to the next call. Next thing you know, that'll be, Oh, you know what? We're going to monitor you. And if we see you doing something that we don't like, like eating or uh, whatever, whatever it is to talking to your children, or maybe your children are too loud and that's distracting you from driving. Maybe you should pull over and take care of your kids. I, well, I mean, what's, some, what's the stop? Now I know you're going to say, uh, well, you, John, come on. They're not going to do that. Well, with the seatbelts, they weren't just—they going to pull you over if you didn't have your seatbelt on. Now they do. Now if they see you without your seatbelt on, they pull you over and give you a ticket, whatever that is in your town, whatever that is, wherever it is. Uh I don't know. Dean also says, if we're so concerned with saving lives, why don't they outlaw smoking cigarettes? Funny you should say that. That's what they're doing to do in England. So where do you hear this one? This one's, let me see if I can find that real quick. Here it is. Here's the new King of England, King Charles III. And in 2009, it will be illegal to sell anyone under 14 cigarettes at any time. So in other words, if you were born in 2009, you will never be able to buy cigarettes ever. If you're 18, 25, 35, 40, if this goes through, you're not allowed to buy cigarettes. My government will introduce legislation to create a smoke-free generation by restricting the sale of tobacco so the children currently aged 14 or younger can never be sold cigarettes. Am I wrong? Is that an overreach? In other words, if you're 21 and you want to smoke cigarettes, is that a problem? I don't know. I mean, is it good for you? No. All right. Here's what Bob says. Bob says, because they can't get an older sibling to buy them. Yeah, it'll just make up. Kids are people are going to do, if you tell them they're not allowed to smoke, that'll make smoking cool and dangerous. What they should do is go around and show every, when I was a kid, you would go to school. They had these things in science classes. Here was a smoker's lungs. And there was like this, here's a, a, a healthy lung. Some, someone never smoked. This is this nice pink lung and a big jar of formaldehyde. And then here was this smoker's lung. And it looked like a big hunk of, charcoal stuck in the same kind of jar and you're like, God damn, I don't want that. That would be enough to scare you, but no, so no. So in 2000, if you were born in 2009, you will never be able to buy any cigarettes, tobacco, no cigars, no cigarettes, snuff. Mm, I don't know. What about marijuana? Is marijuana legal in, in the United Kingdom? I don't know. I don't know if it is or it's not. It's legal in uh, Ohio now. In Ohio, they just, after the election, they just said, yeah, you know what? We want marijuana. So, oh, how dare you, Dean? Dean says, let's outlaw unhealthy foods. What? (laughs) I think, (laughs) how dare you? No Taco Bell? No uh, Arby's? No McDonald's? No queso dip? What are you? Some kind of outlaw? What are you, a communist? All right, this is an outrage. <laughs> Elevator stories, please says outlaw Duncan. No donuts. What are you crazy? No donuts. That's what Dean says. No donuts for you. I think that really uh, we need. Hmm, again, I go the government. We need the government to do as li- uh, we've created a monster. We've let government get so big that we can't control it. It's out of control. It's going down the hill and it's taking us all with him. You know, it's just, it's like a boulder rolling down the hill and we're going for the ride. And at the bottom, there's going to be a big giant crash. And I don't know if we're going to make it. You know what I'd like to, you know what I'd like the government to do? I would like them not to get into wars and kill everybody. That's what I would like. I would like it where maybe we could come to a, uh, some kind of understanding where we don't need uh, to go to war and kill everybody. Uh, that would be kind of cool if we could do that. You would think now, uh, you know, being educated and uh, and know what we know and sophisticated and all that, that we could stop killing each other in, in wars. You know, we, we make all kinds of ways to kill each other better. Like now we have drones that fly over, drop a grenade on you. That's exciting. Pretty soon, I, I saw there was a movie where they had these, little tiny drones, no bigger than my fist. And they, thousands of them would fly out and they would acquire a target and they would come in and they would hit you and they'd have one shot and it would come and hit you in the head and kill you. Just like that, boom. And they could just like send out like 100,000 of them. And they would just fly, drop them out of a plane. They'd fly down, they'd identify a target and they'd poof, hit it hit the, and fall to the ground. Just a one use kind of item. That's it. That's all you need. Love the, They can make they can make all kinds of things to kill you. But could they make anything to keep you safer? I guess uh, if your car swerves too much, it makes you pull over. Would the car pull over for you? Because why not just make the car drive for you? That way you could drive drunk. You could go to the bar, get loaded, come in and say, "Hey, drive, bitch, drive me home." And then the thing just drives you home, parks the car. You get out, go in your house. And you're fine. No more drunk driving. What would they do then? They can't give you a ticket. You know how much money this country makes on drunk driving? Forget. All right. The tickets, I don't even know what the ticket is now. It was 300 hours back in, in the day. And then you lose your license for six months. And I'm just going to go by where I live. Then afterwards, you paid an ins- insurance sur- surcharge of $3,000 a year for three years. That's $9,000 the insurance company gets for what? I don't know but and don't get me wrong it it certainly stopped a lot of people from drinking and driving but where's all that money going and if they decide if they make something where you don't drink and drive anymore and there's no more driving tickets and there's no more insurance surcharges where are they going to make that money up bob says we sensed your vaccination status now your vehicle's been disabled ooh right okay COVID's back, right? Isn't that what we said? COVID's back. Dang Everybody line up. Everybody line up. COVID's coming back. And, uh, there's a topic tonight that we, I'd like to talk about on the Boomer Bunker where, uh, Travis Kelsey did a commercial for Pfizer and then Rob Schneider, former Saturday night live member and comedian. They kind of got into a Twitter beef. I don't think Travis answered them, but, uh, Rob Schneider said something about it. And then the people attacked Rob Schneider, as they do on Twitter. And it's about the vaccination. And I'm like, okay, well, we all know what COVID is and what COVID's not. We all should have the choice whether we want to take the, our chances with COVID or our chances with the vaccine. And you shouldn't be able to and, and you should not be mandated to take that vaccine. So I don't have a problem with Pfizer advertising it. But I don't want it mandated anymore. But let's say they decide to mandate it. And then you're you're driving in your car. And all of a sudden, it says, oh, by the way, you're not vaccinated. And you're not supposed to be outside. You're supposed to be in your house. You unvaccinated pig. We're shutting your car off. And we're sending EMTs out to give you that vaccine. Hey, wait a minute. What? (laughs) What? What do you mean you're going to take off? What do you to, What do you mean you're getting the vaccine? Oh, you're getting the vaccine. You say it's not happening, but they did it in Australia. They were holding people down and giving them the vaccine. I don't know. It just it scares me. It scares me. All right, that's enough about that nonsense. Let's get into something even weirder. So, remember this guy? We talked about it on the Boomer Bunker. This gentleman right here, is uh, Bubba Copeland, 62, well, he was, and he was the mayor of a a town in Alabama. And what happened was Bubba had a kink. Bubba liked to dress up as this. This is Britney. And so they found, so a a website found out that uh, Bubba turned into Britney, and they wrote a story about it. And they had the pictures and they had stories that he wrote and that Bubba's like, oh, no, I can't do that. So what Bubba did was uh, he went out and in front of police deputies shot himself. He killed himself. So the story has transformed. A woman in a small town said that uh, they found out that their names were in erotic fiction. These are town, people in the town. They were in erotic fiction that was written by the mayor. And uh, one local hairstylist was even in, uh, had a first and, and last name in there and used graphic stories talking about things that they did. And so she, she's like, wait a minute. So after this all went down and they, you know the mayor killed himself and this became a story, people started looking into this. And her friends are like, hey, you know what? You're in in his erotica. So uh, it was basically describing the way that I look, this is what she's saying, uh, as a porn star. It went into graphic detail. And I didn't get past the first page. Hold on, maybe I should do this. Let's try this. I didn't get past the first page because honestly, I couldn't stomach. Ashley Sutherland also said that following Copeland's death on Friday, um, there was also photos of her po- posted on multiple porn sites. Uh, he proceeded to use uh, Copeland proceeded to use her first and middle name on sites. And there was about nine stories that have five or six photos of my face and my name across the net. He posted four pieces of transgender, transgender erotic fiction, and one story about stealing a woman's local identity. Now here's where it kind of gets tricky here. I think that this website, this 1819 website, when it added him, it saved this woman's life. And the reason I say that is because I think this guy was planning to kill her and take over her identity. I think he found someone to kind of look like her. And somehow he was, he thought, and again, speculation. Now I'm writing fiction. He was going to take her identity and live as a woman. And the reason I say that, Is this whoops, come on. All right. So that's her. That's him. And that's him with this woman. Now this woman's not identified, but if you take a look at her and you take a look at her, let's do it. Whoops. Wrong one. That woman there. And this woman here, I don't think it's that far of a stretch. Now he's a little bit on the huskier side than her, but I think that his guy was planning on whacking this woman here and taking over her identity as this. Now it's speculation on my part. I, I, I mean, no one's writing about this, but as I was going over the story and looking at it, I saw that picture and I saw this picture. And then I see that she, he's writing stories about fiction of where he takes it and kills a woman and assumes her identity. And I'm like, Anybody putting these pieces th- together? or Is this just me? So I don't know. Uh, it's I, I have a feeling that this is going to get spicier, this story. It I, it might. It might not. I don't know. But it just seems like it's not that far at oh. all. Uh, other parts of the story featured the narrator, him, installing spyware, on the woman's devices and monitoring her purchases, movements, and mannerisms. The narrator also reportedly begins a hormone treatment regimen, buying similar clothes and training in the woman's profession to assume her identity. Eventually the narrator explains, he carefully begins to pretend to be the woman in her friend group and goes into detail how he seduced her husband <laughs> a feat He called passing the ultimate test. Honey, for some reason, overnight, you seem to have grown a cock. <laughs> I don't think, you, I mean, again, I understand it's fiction, but I think that cock thing would get in the way. Wait, wait, what's this? <laughs> what did this happen? Well, you know, <laughs> as you get older, no, no, that doesn't happen. Um. This is the life that I've always wanted. And finally, it was mine, the story reads, according to the mail. It ultimately delves into the narrator's plan to kill the woman and permanently take her place in the community. So, unfortunately, you know, as unfortunate it is that Bubba took his own life, I think it saved a life, to be honest with you. I think it saved that woman's life. I it's, I mean, it's, it's not that far. I mean, you take a look at the pictures. Bob says, beautiful and brave, beautiful and brave. So, all right. Uh, Got another story here. Here's a couple. Beautiful couple. He uh, Apparently, he's at the Grand Canyon. He proposes to her. Oh, look at that. Such a beautiful background. Take the picture. Take the picture for our kids to see. And then afterwards, oh, they have a kiss. And you can see the sun either setting or rising here. And it uh, looks wonderful. Let's see the ring. Oh, what a beautiful ring. And then they get married. And it's an amazing thing. And then they go on their honeymoon. And then within three days, unfortunately, he kills himself in a water skiing accident on, on his honeymoon. Wah, wah, wah. Where did my Where did my thing go? I'm sorry. I have the story here. I have to bring it up. It's the story about... Uh, Here we go. It's a story about Nate and Mariana. They married in October, traveled to St. Lucia, where he died three days later, according to the GoFundMe page. Nate was a wonderful husband, friend, son, brother in Christ. He was able to thoughtfully encounter every person he met and those who had The blessing of his relationship with him would be able to tell the list of stories detailing what a fun, kind, adventurous soul he was. Nate tragically lost his life three days after his wedding. Words cannot describe the heartbreak that there is for his story and for his family. We kindly ask for you to help assist on funeral costs and travel, travel of the family. So a second GoFundMe page says... Donations will help cover the expense of last-minute plane tickets to St. Lucia and back home, immediate passport issuing, transportation accommodations, meals, funeral arrangements, Marianas needs, and anything else that comes up. Please pray for the families for their strength that God will present in their hearts. So this is what the fund. So, so right now, the two accounts have raised over $100,000. And I'm thinking to myself, fuck insurance. Fuck life insurance. Just go out, have yourself a good time. Don't buy any of it. And then when you die, have somebody put up a GoFundMe page. Talk about how wonderful you are, and get hundred thousand dollars. Pays for the funeral. Pays for the tickets. Gives uh, Mariana some, uh, you know, some seed money for her next husband. I mean, they're young. No life insurance. No nothing. No. So I mean, a hundred thousand dollars. I mean, it's wonderful that, that that the family doesn't have to take the burden of the cost of the funeral. But damn, I mean, this, uh, why have life insurance? Just put up a GoFundMe. How much are funerals now? Probably you could get away with burying somebody for about, what, 25 grand? And that's even if you take them out, take everybody out and or have something catered, come back to the house and we'll give you like a hot dog and some uh, uh, cream puffs. I mean, three days. God, I mean, imagine you're on your honeymoon. You've just had an amazing wedding. You're on your honeymoon, and all of a sudden they go, "Hey, yeah, uh, you know, your husband uh, he had a water skiing accident. He didn't make it." I'm thinking to myself, water skiing? He must have hit a boat or something. He must have been outside the lines. Or how do you? I mean, I know this does. I know this is going to sound crazy, but back in the day, I water skied a lot. You know, it could slalom ski and, you know, we would skied all the time. I would skied in the, the Delaware River and, you know, down at the Jersey Shore. We just do it all the time. I, I really find, I mean, and took some horrific falls. I've taken some horrific falls at, at quite at speed. One time uh, I got outside the wake and as I was going around, my buddy was driving to both thought it'd be funny to make a very hard right turn, which I think I was doing about probably 50, 60 mile an hour when I finally let go of the rope and my ski caught and I cartwheeled and it actually blew my swim trunks off. And, uh, I was there in the water naked, couldn't find my pants. So as they came up to me, I'm like, hand me a towel. We're done. We got to go back in. I got no drawers. So, I mean, And when you hit that, when you hit the water at that rate of speed, you don't even go in. You just skip like a rock. Like, I I think I went, I I can remember hitting the water and then it was like pink and then air and then pink, 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 pink. And then you went in, but you didn't go in at first. And at the one time it it hit and pulled my shrimp trunks right off, gone. (laughs) They were gone. Yeah. No pants, Jamingo. That's absolutely that's a that's a very true story. We also did this to a friend of mine. Matter of fact, I did this. <laughs> so out in the Delaware River where we would water ski, there was an, an island there. And at low tide, there's like a sandbar. So he's gonna he wants to water ski. It was women. There was a bunch of girls that are out there sunning themselves, sitting in chairs in bikinis, and he goes, Hey, pull to the island. And uh, I'll ski over. I'll step out of the skis, and I'm like, okay. So as he starts to, as he starts to make his approach to the island, I make that hard left turn, and I don't know. I think he hit the beach at about thirty-five or forty mile an hour, and it was it was funny because the skis stopped, and he came out of the skis, and he was trying to he was trying to run, and then finally he flipped over and landed on his back and slid. So when we pulled up, and we were peeing ourselves laughing, so we pull up to the, the island. I look, and you see the skis where they stop. His first footprint was like 10 yards away. Then the second one was like seven yards. Then five. And then there was this big giant skid rock where he hit. And the gr- it worked out well for him because the girl's like, oh, my God, are you okay? <laughs> I know. W- water ski. I'm sorry. Yeah. In, in South Jersey, we water ski. Water but, uh, yeah, unfortunately, Nathaniel didn't make it or Nate. I wonder if the wife would take a date to the funeral. Too much? Too soon? I eh, guess so. That was a little while ago. How long do you wait? Let me think about this. You lose your husband on your honeymoon. What's the acceptable time to wait before you start dating again? Six months? A year? Two years? Three months. When does that dating profile go back up on all the dating sites? What do you think? I'm going one year. One year and one day. Back up on Tinder. Bob says 24 hours. (laughs) I'm taking a date to the funeral. Hi, uh, Nate's mom and dad. Meet my new boyfriend. (laughs) (laughs) When the ink on the death certificate dries, it's time. Hey, I mean, it's not a, I wouldn't call it acceptable, but it's certainly legal and it wouldn't be cheating. Death do your part. All right, we're part. All right, everybody. That's it for the Daily Jamingo. Thank you so much for hanging out with me. I appreciate it. Tonight, uh, the Boomer Bunker, 8 o'clock, the Duchess Boomer Bob, We've got some stories. We've been chatting about how to improve the podcast. And I think you'll be uh, pleasantly surprised. I think Kate is like, she's like the UN between me and Bob. I'm uh, Israel and Bob's Palestine. <laughs> <laughs> and Kate is like, uh, hey, guy, you think you have a ceasefire over here? Did I? I forgot the, oh, that's right. See, I have too much shit to do here. And I'm, and I'm supposed to jump into Discord so people could hear. And I didn't do it. Mar! See, that's the great thing about doing a daily show. You learn and then you can just tomorrow fix what you screwed up that day. I'll get it right. I've actually have a checklist now on on how to start the show. And then if you can go to the chat. So uh, doing this every day. If you're listening to this as a podcast, uh, if you could, if you could and you want to go over the uh, Apple podcast and or Spotify and leave a review only for my ego. Just tell me what you think. It's all for my ego. All right, we will be back here tomorrow on the Daily Jamingo. Talk to you later. That's it. We're just getting into it.